Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phillies have pushed their road winning streak to 11 with their win last night over the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll talk about some numbers that go along with that streak that are uh, downright amazing with what the Phillies have been doing lately. We'll talk some Bryson Stott. How good can this kid really be following his four-hit performance last night? And we'll take a look forward at tonight's game, a bullpen game for the Philadelphia Phillies. And if they can beat the Rays another time and sweep them out of Tampa Bay. We'll discuss on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. You've been hearing me talk Phillies baseball for years, not just on this podcast, which I'm hosting for the second consecutive Major League Baseball season, but you can also hear me on the radio on NBC Sports Philadelphia, uh, or sorry, the radio on 97.5 The Fanatic, the TV on NBC Sports Philadelphia, uh, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member. Happy to be here as your host of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribe to the YouTube. Really appreciate anyone who's doing that. If you haven't done that yet, it's a great way to consume Locked on Phillies. You get notifications when new episodes are posted and content's posted like that. Uh, everything you need, uh, you can get by subscribing to Locked on Phillies on YouTube. So if you could do that, that significantly helps me and the folks over at Locked on Out. So if you just enjoy what you're listening to, uh, that would be a great help. Now, you should enjoy what you're listening to right now, and it should have nothing to do with me. It should have everything to do with the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, the Phillies have been incredible lately on the road. Yes, they've taken some steps back at home, had some rough games against the Washington Nationals and some divisional games against the Mets and the Braves, even though they ended up winning that series against the Mets. But on the road, they've been money. Since their series with the Arizona Diamondbacks earlier on in the month of June, and we're into July now, the Phillies have won 11 straight road games it is the second tied for the second longest winning streak in franchise history there was a team in like 1886 that also won 11 straight road games and then a team in 1970 something i'm trying to remember the exact dates but uh, 1970 something team won 13 straight that's the longest road winning streak in franchise history the phillies have one more game in tampa and three games over in miami so you do the math 11 you only need to win Two more to reach that mark, the 13 mark. Three more to pass it. And they have four more road games to send out the first half. So we'll know by the All-Star break if this is going to be the longest road winning streak in franchise history for the Philadelphia Phillies. That's going to be tough. But it's already remarkable what they've done to put together the streak that they're on right now. And today, I ran through some numbers because I wanted to break it down to see just how good the Philadelphia Phillies have been offensively, defensively, pitching-wise, and everything in general as they've gone through this 11-game road streak. Now, keep in mind these numbers. They include up to last night's game. Uh, so they're from the second game in Arizona because they won the last three games in Arizona. They swept the Oakland Athletics. Um, they went to Chicago and they swept the Cubs. They went somewhere else and swept somebody else. And now they're down in Tampa Bay, two out of three, three, six, nine. Oh no, no, they didn't go somewhere else and sweep somewhere else. Three against Arizona in a four game series, sweep the athletics, make six, sweep the Chicago Cubs, makes nine, 
two out of three so far against the Tampa Bay Rays makes 11. So it includes all those games. It does not include the home games in between. I want to see just the games that the Philadelphia Phillies have been winning. And I compiled these stats this morning. So I went through and uh, I read through a couple of the big numbers. So this is the Phillies 11 game winning streak by the numbers. We'll talk about last game, last night's game specifically coming up in the next segment. So don't worry. We'll jump into that. If you miss parts of it, or you want to hear me react to what happened last night, we'll definitely do that. But, Let's run through them. First of all, we're going to start with batting average because the offense, uh, yeah, they've been very, very good on the road over the stretch, but there haven't been a lot of high, high scoring games. Like there's the one in Arizona where they put up like 15 and everything like that. The one against Washington where they scored so many runs, that was a home game. So that's not being counted into these numbers. The Phillies over these 11 games have batted 264. That might not sound too high to you. You might be like, huh. Well, I figured if they're winning 11 straight and playing all this really good baseball, they'd be batting, I don't know, 280, 290, 300. Well, to put in perspective what 264 means in today's Major League Baseball, 264 would put them even with the Miami Marlins, who are currently third in team batting average in all of baseball. And they've got this guy, Luis Arise, who you're going to see coming up later this weekend and also at the All-Star game next Tuesday because he's hitting nearly 400 or maybe over 400. I don't know exactly where he stands right now. We'll look into that when the Phillies move on to play the Marlins. But bottom line is he's made them one of the best average teams in baseball, and they also have some other good players too. The Phillies are on par with that type of offense uh, over the course of these 11 games. Pitching-wise, their ERA, and this is the staff ERA. This is not starters or bullpen. This is everybody. It's a 2.18 ERA over these 11 road games that they've won. That's outstanding. Like, absolutely incredible how good they've been. The starting pitching has been immaculate. The bullpen has been incredible. And they've both made each other's jobs easier. The bullpen isn't blowing games when starters have good starts. The starters are going deep into games, not giving up a lot of runs. The offense is hitting at a high clip, and it's all creating this whole really good run the Philadelphia Phillies are on. But the 2.18 ERA, now, a lot of that has to do with Taiwan Walker having a great month of June. Ranger Suarez having a great month of June. Aaron Nola doing what he did uh, the other night against the Tampa Bay Rays, where he was absolute shutdown, went nearly eight innings of shutout ball, but he gave up a late home run, and that one still got the win. Craig Kimbrell's been great in the closer spot. Uh, the Phillies' bullpen has been huge for them on the road and uh, huge spots. I mean, I think back to that Oakland Athletics series, the bullpen was incredible in that series. I know it's the athletics, but they still pitch so darn well out there. So, yes, team ERA is uh, 2.18, which is minuscule compared to what the starters even ERA was earlier on in the season when they were struggling. So that's good. The run differential, plus 36 over 11 games. They're outscoring uh, other opponents by about, yeah, three, three-some runs per game. Now, uh, part of that comes with some big wins. They've had a lot of one-run game wins in there, too, but it averages out uh, to more than that. Bottom line is they're not really going out and they're beating opponents by six or seven or eight every night. They've had to play close games, and that's a good thing for the Philadelphia Phillies to be winning a bunch of close games like that. It shows that they have the capability in big moments to go ahead and either turn it on or, if they're already up, to lock the other team down. So that run differential gives you an idea of how close they're playing some of these teams and how they're still coming out on top anyway. Uh, errors. This is one that's not the best uh, the best situation for the Philadelphia Phillies, right? This is kind of a negative stat over their 11-game winning streak on the road. 
they've committed seven errors over those 11 games. Uh, that's an error more often than every other game. And that's not good, but it's typical of the Philadelphia Phillies defense right now. I mean, the outfield was a mess in Chicago. Um, the infield has had their troubles too. Trey Turner uh, at shortstop has had some issues a little bit. Uh, I mean, this is not a strong, strong defensive baseball team, but winning 11 games straight on that clip of defense shows you that the pitchers are battling through and the offense is creating enough opportunity. It's a really good uh, look at how the Phillies are overcoming bad defense right now. And it also shows you this. We're not at the steam ceiling yet, right? They've won 11 straight games on the road. It's been a really good streak and they're hitting well and they're pitching well. But could you imagine if they were also fielding well? That run differential would probably be even higher than what it is right now and they'd be cruising through some of these games. That's not a guarantee that the defense is going to get better. It just shows you that while they've been really good, there's also still stuff to improve, which at this point in the season I think is a good thing because it says you can still be ramping up. You don't want to be playing your best baseball in June and July. You want to be playing your best baseball in October. Last year, the Philadelphia Phillies did that. This year, they're playing darn good baseball, but they're still area to improve. So those are the numbers that we're uh, we're looking at as far as the Philadelphia Phillies' 11-game winning streak. It tells you the tale of just how they've gotten here, and they played some good teams. I mean, the Diamondbacks are no slouch. They're a very good team out west. The Tampa Bay Rays, who you have the chance to sweep tonight, are a really, really good baseball team. Uh, by record, the best in baseball. Now, in practice, the Braves, I believe, are a better team than them, but by record, the, the Rays have earned the right to be in that conversation. Uh, they're very good. Uh, the Athletics. You remember, you caught them coming off of like a six- or seven-game win streak. They were scrappy at the time. And the Chicago Cubs hang right around 500. they They're not a terrible baseball team. So, yeah, you should be proud of the Philadelphia Phillies and what they've accomplished. And the Philadelphia Phillies should be proud of what they've accomplished themselves. i got to fix my hat because my hair's sticking out all over the place. But uh, while my hair might not be perfect, the Philadelphia Phillies have been over the last 11 games on the road. And they have a chance to push that to 12 tonight and stand alone as the second longest winning streak in major, not major league baseball history, in Philadelphia Phillies franchise history, I should say. So we'll discuss coming up last night's game and how they got to 11 and uh, talk a little bit about tonight's game later on as well. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time between the Phillies and the Rays down in Tampa Bay, going for 12 straight on the road. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We'll talk about last night's game and an offensive outburst by the Philadelphia Phillies coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. All right, take your first swing at betting MLB on Fandle and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can go lose 20 bucks, they'll give you 200 in free bets. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. It's not a wait seven business days until you get your money in your account and you can't re-wager that money. No, instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And there's no better bet in baseball right now than the Philadelphia Phillies money line on the road. It's going to be a tough game tonight, but you've got an opportunity to see them continue to stretch a win streak. Or maybe you look at it and our friends over at FanDuel, they're 
uh, overvaluing how good the Phillies have been on the road. And you think, well, Tampa Bay's still a good team, and you have a bullpen game tonight for the Phillies. Maybe I'll bet Tampa Bay and get a little extra money on one of the better teams in baseball. A lot of ways to look at it, a lot of money to be won. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, let's talk a little Phillies-Rays from last night. Now, the Phillies will take on the Rays again, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Uh, Just go to the SXM SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that all up. Now, last night's game was a very interesting one. Taiwan Walker started against Zach Littell, who was an opener for the Rays. They love to employ those super weird, like, opener, throw two innings, then go to a guy that's a long reliever out of the pen type of games. I don't know, a weirdo organization that tries all this cool stuff. But, hey, they win with it. It's all that matters. So, Taiwan Walker takes the mound. He did not have his best stuff. Uh, the first inning, got into a little bit of trouble. Bases, runners on first and second, or second and third. I forget exactly what it was, but he had two outs. And Brandon Lau kind of got fisted and just popped it right over Trey Turner's head. He tried to make a play on it, couldn't get there, then bobbled it. Both run score, two to nothing, Tampa Bay, and the Phillies are already down. And you're like, oh, okay, here we go. Some offense is going to have to come. Now, if you remember... And uh, thank you to the person who tweeted this at me. I appreciate it. I forget your handle right now. Uh, I'm actually going to go get it right now because I said something yesterday on the podcast about Taiwan Walker's start. Um, Yes, Patrick Glenn, thank you for tweeting it at me. I said on yesterday's podcast that Taiwan Walker could give up about like four or five runs, and that would be okay as long as the offense showed up. Well, guess what? The Phillies won eight to four. We'll tell you how we got there, but. Might have nailed it. Kind of felt like Tywin Walker was due for one of those games where he's uh, has a little bit of trouble, and that's because not so much his deficiencies, but the Rays are a very good team, and they were due. But bottom line is the offense needed to step up, and in the top of the second, the Phillies answered, and they did. Alec Bohm, then RBI single to center, scoring J.J. Ramuto. Um, Bryson Stott moved up to third on that one. And then Derek Hall hit an RBI single to right field. He scored Bryson Stott. It was beautiful. JT and Bryson had back-to-back hits. The Phillies did a bunch of that with two outs, and uh, they make it two to two, and we're just right back at it, right? And then Francisco Mejia hits an RBI single in the bottom of the second. It's 3-2 Tampa Bay. So the Phillies answer the race two runs, and then give up another run. And then at the top of the third, JT Romuto hits an RBI single to score Bryce Harper, who roped a a ground rule double down the line, and it's 3-3, and the Phillies answer back. And then in the bottom of the third, uh, Luke Rayleigh, the homers to right off of the foul pole is a moonshot, like way up there. Could brought rain uh, with how high he hit that ball. Hits off the foul pole and makes it four to three. And you're like, okay, every time the Phillies score, the Rays score. But every time the Rays score, the Phillies score. Should I be upset right now? Should I be confident? Uh, where do we stand right now with this Philadelphia Phillies game? Well, then in the top of the sit or top of the fifth, rather, uh, the Phillies get an answer, an opportunity to answer back. A, a quick top of the fourth, a quick bottom of the fourth and you got through an inning where everything kind of settled down and Tom and Walker looked to settle in a little bit, but the Rays bullpen game, they're moving around guys a bunch and no one really gets settled when you do that. Trey Turner then comes up 
And he leads off with a home run to left field off the foul pole, way up off the foul pole. His was 364 feet off the pole. Luke Braley's was 346 feet off the pole. So we hit a little bit higher up to the other side of the field. Good to see Trey Turner showing off some power. Then Bryson Stott had an RBI single later in the inning to center field to score JT Muto. And just like that, it's 5-4. The Phillies had the first lead of the ball game, and that was all the runs they'd need. Tywin Walker settled in. Top of the sixth, Nick Castellanos homered off of Jake Diekman, former Philadelphia Phillies great, straightaway center field, pimped the heck out of it, 437 feet, got all of it. Uh, and then the top of the seventh, uh, Brandon Marsh had a big RBI single with a couple, a couple runners in scoring position to make it 8-4, to four, a two-RBI single. And it finished just like that. Once Tywin Walker had settled in, uh, he ended up actually having a very solid game when you look at the numbers overall. He got his 10th win on the year, more on that later, but he threw seven innings, a five-hit ball, just ended up with four on runs. Unlucky a couple of those hits and walked five. The command wasn't great. Eight strikeouts, though. And Gregory Soto pitched a fine inning of relief. Jeff Hoffman went ahead and came in in a non-save situation and threw the final three outs of this one and got an inning of relief in only allowing one hit. So, not a bad day. They, the Phillies only allowed seven hits. Meanwhile, they had 17 hits. It was a hit parade for the Phillies. Even though they only scored eight, they were just pounding away all day uh, on the scoreboard against the Tampa Bay Rays. And Taiwan Walker has 10 wins on the year now. That ties him for the major league lead in wins so far this season. Incredible. He's up there with names like Spencer Strider and Zach Gallen and it's Taiwan Walker as well, and he had such a slow start to the year. But even when he is having that slow start, he eats innings. He's a big, strong guy. He doesn't throw all that hard. Like, he throws hard, but he doesn't throw, like, 102 so that it wears him down through six innings. Last night, his final pitching line, he threw 101 pitches in seven innings of work. That's efficient. He also normally pounds his own. He don't, doesn't normally walk too much, but the ones – the pitches he throws – He's a big splitter guy, which induces a lot of swings, swings and misses, weak contact, things like that. And all this leads to him going deeper into games, which creates more opportunities for wins. And uh, I, this dude is starting to put himself in the conversation. I don't know if you could put him in the conversation for Cy Young, but you could certainly put him in the conversation for All-Star. And if he continues this through the back part of the year, he could easily be a 15-game winner. Could he be a 17-game winner? Could Taiwan Walker be an 18, 19? Could he possibly be a 20-game winner? That's crazy. Like, that's a lot of wins to compile over the rest of the season. But if the Phillies' offense starts picking up and he just continues to go deep into games, it's certainly possible. Bottom line is the Philadelphia Phillies went off in this game. Another guy I want to talk about real quick is Bryson Stott. I mean, Stott was incredible last night. He was 4 for 5. He's batting 304 on the year now. It was his second career four-hit game. Uh, he had an RBI. He had uh, two runs scored. He was a big part of the Philadelphia Phillies' work early and late in this one. And the kid is a year and a half into playing Major League Baseball. It's incredible what he's doing at that young age. Bryson Stott very well could be the best hitter on this team. And part of that is the poise he attacks at bats with. He works deep counts. He uses the whole field. He can hit for power at points, but he mainly hits for average. But when he hits for average, he still stings the ball. It's not soft contact. He's just – he doesn't put together bad at-bats. He sees the ball really well. He recognizes pitches so well. He's very calm and collected up there, stoic. His expression doesn't change. No moment's too big for him. He's good in the clutch. There's so many things 
good to be said about Bryce aside. Look at what Nick Castellanos is doing this year, right? If Trey Turner has a similar bounce back later on in the season in the second half, or even next season, that middle infield combination of Bryce Stott and Trey Turner looks terrifying to opposition for the next decade. He's so good, and he deserves his props, and he was a big part of the win last night. And Bryce Stott, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know by watching the kid. That kid's a baller. He is the real deal, and he could be a leadoff hitter at some point in the future for the Phillies. And John Cruck said during the NBC Sports Philadelphia broadcast last night, that he predicts that Bryce Stott is going to win a batting title one day, which would be incredible considering Luis Arise is hitting nearly 400. But, hey, he's that good. And I agree with the sentiment, maybe not the prediction, but the sentiment of the prediction and that this kid's something special. So it was nice to see him go to work last night. And a lot of folks had multi-hit games. Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, J.T. Ramuto with three, Alec Bohm with three, and Bryson Stott with that four-piece. It was a great game for the Philadelphia Phillies. They'll look to replicate it tonight. They'll take on the Rays again, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SXM app. Just go to the SiriusXM app and search Phillies. You'll be able to pull everything up there, and we'll discuss that uh, game, tonight's game, coming up as we wrap up Lock on Phillies. All right, let's talk about tonight's matchup with the Tampa Bay Rays and a game that the Phillies do not look too favored. The Rays are minus 135 favorites, and the ESPN analytics say they're 70.7% chance to win tonight. The Phillies are only given less than a 30% chance, 29.3%. Here's the reason why. Christopher Sanchez is on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies, so you're looking at a bullpen game. He's 0-2 on the year with a 3-2-6 ERA and a 1-1-4 whip, which is not bad considering what you expect from him, but not good compared to how good the Philly starters have been uh, this month and, in general, how much better a real starter can be. He's also facing off against uh, Sean Armstrong, who so far on the year has thrown a total of 15 and two-thirds innings pitch. So the Braves are going – the Braves. The Rays are going with another opener, but he's got a 1-1-5 ERA and a 1-0-2 whip. He's been really good this year. 15 strikeouts and 15 and two-thirds innings. So the first couple innings are going to be tough. Uh, it's a pitching matchup that favors the Rays and their total kind of pitching setup. They're more used to having those bullpen games, so advantage them. Also, you look at a team like the Rays, they don't get swept very often, especially not at home. So they're going to be very tough to sweep. That team is a good team uh, resiliency-wise. So the Phillies are just in a rough spot right now. It'll be a tough game to win. If they do, that'll be a great win, the best of their uh, trip down to Tampa Bay. Here's the lineups for both teams tonight. It's Schwarber, Turner, Castellanos, Harper, Harper DHing, of course, Bohm, Stott, Derek Hall at first base again. Hall finally had a nice RBI single last night uh, as part of that win. Uh, Brandon Marsh to center field, and Garrett Stubbs is catching. JT Ramuto gets a night off after his three hit performance. Tampa Bay's lineup uh, Diaz, Franco, Ramirez, Arena batting cleanup, playing left. Paredes, Margot, Siri, Betancourt, and Walls, the lineup for your Tampa Bay Rays opposition, but the Phillies look like they're in a little bit uh, better of a shape when you look at the careers against. Now, Tampa Bay Rays have never seen Christopher Sanchez, but the Phillies have seen Armstrong a little bit. Nick Castellanos is four for six against him for his career. Bryce Harper is one for three against him. Uh, Alec Bohm is zero for zero, probably with like a walk in there. Um, yeah, Kyle Schwarber's over three, but he's seen him. Trey Turner's over three, but he's seen him. Brandon Marsh is one for one. So they have a little bit of a book on this guy. Christopher Sanchez, Tampa Bay hasn't seen him. So maybe advantage Sanchez 
Maybe he can give another four or five innings of solid pitching, but it'll be a tough one for the Phillies to win tonight. We'll have to go ahead and see. But they're running hot right now. Maybe that momentum is all they need to continue it. It'll be a fun one, and then three more games in Miami before you head to the All-Star break. But another game tonight. Victory shirt is on for the podcast today, of course. Hopefully I'm putting it back on tomorrow for another victory episode of Locked on Phillies, but we'll have to see tonight. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing on the YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, Appreciate you checking out Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I will talk to you tomorrow on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.